The Potoskiu Podcast is a proud member of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Hey! Today a podcast is cute! We're gonna be talking about nerdy things! <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons! Dragons! And Dungeons! And Ladies in the Dungeons! And the last Star Wars movies and dragons! And we're gonna also talk about nerdy things! Nerdier things! Like Princess Leia in her slave costume! Who, who, what, who the fuck was talking during our music? What the fuck was that? Dragons <laughs> and what and who and what, uh, uh, so I guess that's our new what, intro for was, our commentaries. Was that like an inception thing? What, what the fuck was <laughs> that? Was le- that was a Sam Lemonception. Sam, Samception? Lemonception. Lemonception. Yeah. It sounded like two voices though. Who was the other one? That was Michael. That, oh, was our buddy, that was my buddy, Michael. I think that's as close as we're going to get to getting him on the damn show. <laughs> yeah, I know you're right. Um, <laughs> all right, so now that's our intro for our commentary, so let's get this goddamn good time over with. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Pod You Fuck. And you still fucked it up. God damn it, Rico. <sighs> you, you know, fuck you. That's all I can say. Welcome. It's no longer, it's no longer your birthday, bitch. Welcome, everybody, to the Podescue podcast. Here we are. We're gonna watch a movie. I I don't even know. Um, yeah. You so, don't even know. You I don't, don't know. know. What we're doing. I don't. We're I don't know. No, you we're watching. That we are finally bringing you the winner of the great non-Christmas Christmas movie debate, and that was Batman Returns. Richly deserved. Yeah. Hey, Jay's still on my side. Die Hard should have won. And you know what? Die Hard was. You know, uh, you know, no, just it didn't win. I, I, I feel like when we did Fumes is Skew, by the way, the chat was with me there too. You know, I, it doesn't matter. They're not fucking voting. Yeah. Well, next time I'm getting one of them and said, Logo Mike, love you, buddy, but fuck. Uh- <laughs> I sent Logo Mike a check for his contribution. <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm yeah. sure you did. All right, so we're going to watch Batman Returns. It's it's one of our standard commentaries. You guys have heard us do a couple of these by now. So, you know, if you want to watch Batman Returns and listen to us, queue up your, your movie. We're at the five-second mark, and Warner Brothers logo is fresh on the page. So make sure your subtitles are on, your yep. volume is low, your pot of skew is loud, and we're going to start in three, two, one. All right. How we doing? Uh, we're kind. I think you are a second behind me, but that's All okay. Right. That's at the end of the world. Yeah. All right. So we're on the Cobblepot Estate, it appears like. Mm-hmm. All right. I think I managed to sync it up pretty right. perfectly. Yours just disappeared. On your end. Well, because I thought we were done syncing. So. Oh, okay. You said that one second wasn't a thing, so I just... I got it. It's all good. Ah, oh, Pee Wee Herman. You know what? This was right after the porn thing, wasn't it? Before. Was it before? Okay. Yeah. This was 92... I think the porn thing was 94, I want to say. 
Okay. All right. See, now this yeah, is... Yeah, see, the... I told you it had bars on... Yes, but this is not the thing he gets thrown into the river in. I never say it was. I yes, it was. It was. Yes, you separate... did. Go back and listen to that commentary. Yes, you did. I or said not the commentary, it had the bars discussion. in the crib, and then there was also... I thought... What I said was, I, I think there's bars in the stroller, but I definitely said there's bars in the crib. I think you need to go back and listen to your own show. I think I won the argument, which is why we're here. Okay, Fuck look. Uh, so no bars on the stroller. It's but covered. It's kind of, I said it was covered. covered. Yeah. It's covered, but it looks like it's like like steel covered. No, like, that's, just, w- that's wicker. That's definitely wicker. That wicker. Yeah, like a wicker basket kind of thing. Only Timber will make a black wicker. No, it's just dark. That's brown. That's a brownish color. Because it's the same tinge as her fur coat, which is brown. I think you and I are looking at different... That's all right. I think you're colorblind. I think you're blind. (laughs) (laughs) God, I'm dreading this. You know that, right? Why? I don't like this movie. Why? Because it's not... It's just not as good. It's not a good Batman movie. I think there's better Batman movies than this. You have better subtitles than I do. Well, that's your problem. Yeah, it is my problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know your, what, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that. Yours actually comes up with, like, like when the penguin baby is like, eh, eh, it actually says, ah, ah. Oh. Mine doesn't say anything. Well, it's, it, it might be, um, what's that called? English descriptive for the deaf? Or something like that. There's a type of English descriptive audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Deaf and the hard of hearing. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's EDSF. I think was what it, it's abbreviated. I thought it was EDAS, but I don't know what the A stands for. I forget what the. I don't know. It doesn't matter. The important part audio. is that it. The important part is they audio. have things like this for people who can't hear it, so they can still enjoy a movie. That's. The, I know, but depending on which version you're watching, if you're watching it online, like CJ is. You'll have better subtitles if you're hard of hearing. Also, if you're hard of hearing, you're not listening to us. That's true. But that we're not talking about people to listen to us. We're just talking about movie viewers as a whole. True. Ah, Vincent Chiavaletti. You know that. You we would recognize that dude. He's the um, like the droopy-eyed, basset-hound-looking dude from, like, the opening of Amadeus. Yeah. You know who he always looks like to me? Um, there's a comedian that I find really funny, but he's very deadpan. He's got the way out hair. Oh, um, uh, I know who fuck. you're talking about. He's the guy who does the the radio on Reservoir Dogs. Oh, I, I don't know that, but sure. What's what's his name? I know who you're talking Steven about. Steven uh, something, I think. it's I think it's Steven, Steven something. Steven Wright. That's it, yep. Thank you. And he always, like, whenever the audience, like, uh, applauses, he's like, thanks. Because that, that's his delivery the whole time. It's like, so I went to the store the other day, and, you know, that's, I'm not telling a joke because I don't remember his jokes, but yeah, that's. I got, I, I got one that I, I've always been fond of. Okay. I I spilled spot remover on my dog, and my dog disappeared. <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. So. <laughs> We're uh for those paying attention. We're just watching the cr- opening credits and the penguin's crib floating through the sewers, essentially. So there's not much for us to talk about. Yeah, so. not, nothing we can do. Just 
Tim Burton's just this is this is usually a Tim Burton staple of just Danny Elfman music, which we can't hear, which is one of the like hardest things of doing the commentaries. Is like the music is such an important character. Didn't, didn't someone say in the Fumes of Skew chat when we were talking that night that Danny Elfman was the best part of this movie? I'm pretty sure that someone said that. I they may see. Have look, said that. Wait, look at that. Oh shit! It's gone now. All right. It was a clear shot of the the, of the wicker. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I I can admit when I'm wrong. Damn. You can. I can. I just did. Holy shit. Well, I, I mean, know. broken clock is right twice a week or twice a day. So. Would you like to say that again? So no, fuck break. you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Grotesque man penguin living in Gotham. Who builds these fucking like German statues? expressionism statues? Seriously, yeah. we're gonna build some manly looking dudes to have a Christmas tree in the middle. <laughs> See, is that not a clear indicator that that is a fucking Christmas movie? Yes, it it even says we wish you a merry Christmas. I understand that there's Christmas involved, but Die Hard feels more of a full fledged movie. Look, I'm not here to debate with you. I've already won. We're here. Well, you brought it. it up, motherfucker. Uh, uh, Michael Goff. I like Michael Goff. Oh, the, the Alfred. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. Although I, I was a big fan of um Michael Caine. Yeah. I, Michael Caine was good. I just, growing up with these Batman movies, I'm like, ah, oh, Michael Goff. He, I, he was my Alfred. And here's the thing, like, I, I like Jeremy Irons as an actor, but I thought uh, it was a bad choice for Alfred because it just didn't feel right. But I don't think that's because of anything he did. I think it's because they felt too close in age to me. Do you know what I mean? Um, I can agree with that based on the fact that, what, Batman is... 45 years old in almost that movie. 50 almost 50 probably somewhere between 45 and 50 i'm not gonna split hairs over a number but yeah in that window and jeremy irons doesn't look 80 no he, he looks like he's like he 65 65 to 70 yeah so holy shit i forgot walking was in this this might be the first time i've saw walking as a kid i gotta be honest with you this might be my first exposure to walking I would agree. I think because I saw this as a child, not really aware that this was Christopher Walken until years later. I'm like, oh my god, agreed, agreed. So, yeah, my first my first exposure to Walken where I knew it was Walken was Pulp Fiction, for sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But you know, this might have been the first time I actually saw him as as an actor. You know, you know what I, you know what his character's name is in this? Max Shrek. Yeah, do you know who Max Shrek was? No. Max Shrek, spelled slightly differently for Shrek, uh, was a actual actor in, like, you know the movie Nosferatu? I know of it. I've never seen it, but yes. But, you know, it's like the 1920s Dracula yeah, vampire. Yeah, 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 yeah. The actor who plays Count Orlock was named Max Shrek. Huh. But see, th- so this was Tim Burton doing a little tribute, you know, because Max Shrek is not a character in the comics. He's Actually, not a Batman he, villain. I thought he was. I remember looking it up when I watched this. Let me look. Hold on. Okay. 
You could be right. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not definitively sure that he was. I gotta say, I I like how Michelle Pfeiffer looks as a secretary in this. Like, there, you know. Yeah, but see, this is this is problem number one I have with this movie right here. Selena Kyle was not a secretary. What was she? A thief. She was always just a thief. She was a thief when she was Catwoman. She never held down a day job. She was just a thief. Okay, well, they rewrote a little bit. Mm. Penguin also was not, like, living in the fucking sewers either. Well, yeah, that's another problem I have. I said problem number one. He he was a high-ranking aristocrat. You know, he's you know his name was Oswald Chesterfield Cobblepot. He was like, you know, Gotham royalty. He wasn't a fucking circus freak. But okay, okay, yeah. Um, just going back real quick. So Max Shrek, you correct, was created by Tim Burton. However, yeah. he is now part of Batman's canon. So he has, oh. yeah, he has been put into the. He's associated with Ra's al Ghul a lot, apparently. Weird. I'm thinking like maybe Ghul, he's like the. the I'm, what's that? Like Ra's al Ghul used him as like a moniker, like or like, like a with, front. No, I think I think maybe he yeah. might have run run the business that Ra's was controlling, like that kind of thing. <laughs> That's yeah. I just love the fact it's it's Batman. And he's and, and Christopher Walken in the same fucking was like Batman, you bastard. Um, Walken making his fucking speech. Sadik. So. Yeah, I just I don't know, but anyway, according to this. Uh, blackmailed Rupert Thorne. Yeah, so he blackmailed Rupert Thorne mm-hmm. and formed an alliance with Rajah Gold to take over Wayne Enterprises. So he was Harley Quinn before Harley Quinn. In a, in around, I mean, well, in, not in Harley. The sense he was created for something, and then oh, in that regard, him. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't get where you were going now apparently according to this um which they did that for batgirl too i thought batgirl was created for the show in the 60s that might be that might be yeah um but uh, the last bit i have on max shrek the comic version is he is responsible for talia al Ghul's death in one version interesting yeah i don't think he killed her himself i think he had her like assassinated or something but in, okay, yeah. well then, he might as well have killed he, he Charles Manson her. Right, uh, right, right, right. God, this was such a creepy fucking movie for me. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's why I don't think it's as Christmas. Well, so is Nightmare Before Christmas, but yeah. Well, but I don't consider it a Christmas. Well, that, I guess it's more of a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie. Uh, I watch them both, you know, on both uh, times. I don't do it every year, but I'll be like, right, hey, this Christmas right. I'm watching it. All right, it's Halloween, I'm watching it. It's also a good movie to put on 
for either at work. You know, now, back I love after this, our movie. I love this part where they like mirror the bat bat symbol into the room. I just I, I like that too. I also find it highly fucking convenient that it just happens to be playing like you know uh, airing the bat symbol nearby him so he could see it. Well, here's the thing, right? It, so the, I, the slight implication is that he told Commissioner Gordon as Batman to be like, "All right, make sure you aim this over near Wayne Manor." Uh, why? Well, maybe no, not over by Wayne Manor, but point it in this direction. And then he could, re- you know what I'm saying? Like, that's certainly possible, you know? I think it's more likely that he has, like, he has his own bat symbol thing rooted and connected to the original bat symbol, you know, so that when that turns on, it turns on the one that over at his place. Um, That's possible. That's certainly that's an more, option. That's more likely. I mean, all you're complaining about these Tim Burton Batman movies, like, isn't at least a Batmobile at least fucking cool? Like, it, it, yeah, no, I the it, to me, it's the most represented Batmobile, correctly represented Batmobile. I think we've seen, period, across the board, because the Schumacher ones are too far over the top for me. I think, yeah, and too too neon-y and yeah, I think. Way too fucking right, huge. right. It looked like I, a weird bat shark thing, and too too much neon and all that kind of jazz. Like this feels like something Batman would have created to to operate. Do you know what I mean? Right. So I'm there. The closest one beyond that for me is probably the Batman v Superman slash Justice League version that Affleck drives. I would agree. I would definitely agree. That I mean, looks like. I love the Tumblr, and I love the concept of what it does and what it can do, but it's not your traditional it's not Batmobile. A, it's not a Batmobile. It's a fucking monster truck. It's a tank, really. Like like they say, I think they even call it a tank in one of the movies, in, in Dark Knight, I believe. It's a monster truck with a tank. I mean, tra- tanks don't Fair go enough. that fast. Fair enough. Monster, yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, it's sort of, it's just funny how, like, even though the Joker is dead, how Batman still fucking deal with clowns on a regular basis. Yeah, right? That's a good point. Well, let me ask you. Because if mm-hmm. I'm, I, look, dumb question, because I'm a little tired, but Nightmare Before Christmas is a Tim Burton movie, right? I'm right about that, right? It's a, it's based on his, it's based on the, his, like, poem that he wrote and it's produced by him but it's directed by Henry Selleck okay here's why I so ask it's because it's a burden movie but it's not well because I ask because there's a lot of that Halloween Christmas crossover going on right here there was clowns there was a skeleton like there's a yeah. lot of that same vibe going on in this sequence right now you know dude he does that all the time he especially early in his career he did a lot of like Edward Scissorhands, yeah, is a gothic Christmas movie as well. Like he loves showing. I still the disagree dark about movie. that, but we've talked about it. I remember. So, but like I think even 
like what was I don't know if it was um I mean he got the inspiration for Nightmare Before Christmas by literally walking by a store that had Halloween decorations up in the window and they were taking them down and putting up Christmas stuff, but they hadn't taken down all the Halloween stuff. So wow. it was like Halloween and Christmas just shockingly next to each other. And right. like, that's that's weird. Right, right, right. Like I'm gonna make a whole movie about weirdness and mean. And that's really really random that he happened to be in that fucking spot with a trapdoor. I'm sorry. I, I will agree with you that this movie, like, I, I love this movie, but I will not defend that one part. That is some bullshit. I've always been bugged by that. Where, like, a, a, a character is perfectly placed in a fucking trapdoor kind of scenario of their own, you know, steps. Like, it's one thing if a character is like, all right, move to the right, move to the left. All right, now perfect. And then they do it. Well, the the only argument that could be made is that there's sewer grates all over the place, and it could have been... Because think about, this is supposed to be an equivalent of New York in this world, right? It's not New York, but it's an equivalent of New York, right? So think about that scene sure. in the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, where they order the pizza, and they're sitting below that grate. Which I, which I rewatched yesterday. It's super so weird good. that you saw that. It still holds up. I love that fucking movie. But anyway... I fucking the, love it. The point is that it could be something like that. You know what I mean? Where he like opens that grate and that's what he falls through. I didn't get a good look at it, but that, maybe. But that means he has to have the penguin has to have a henchman nearby, eighty grate that Shrek might walk by. Well, no, he could have been following through the grates on the sewer. Like if they knew where Shrek was at the tree and just followed his path. Do you know what I'm sure. getting at? I'm, 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 I'm. Look, I, I realize that I'm. But. He land presumably because he just like woke up in a chair that, or he kind of opens his eyes in the chair. Presumably, he like slid and fell in the chair. So listen, I look. I'm loving the conversation, but we're really kind of doing a disservice because we just talked over the the, the, the debut of the penguin. <laughs> True, dude. Fucking. You at least have got to acknowledge that Dana Vito is perfect in this, right? No, for this version? Well, yeah, I, yeah, I guess for that. I think he would have been good in the more traditional version, too. So I don't have a problem with the casting. So, you know what I mean? Like, if if you're going to talk about it that way, I agree with it. Yeah, my my issue with with it is the characterization of the actual character of the Penguin versus... DeVito's portrayal of it, you know? Right. Making him a grotesque, like, pseudo-rapist. Pseudo? <laughs> well, does he... He hasn't raped anybody that we know. He just wants to. Not on screen. Not on screen. Fair enough. I always was confused what the bile shit that was leaking out of his mouth was. I yeah, there's a lot. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I wasn't see. I wasn't born in the sewer, you know. So he knows that, and he says, "I come from." Okay, hold on. So he knows. 
See, he knows I mean, things. That's the, that's the part that because he's thirty three, right? He's not an idiot. Because the because the whole thing was is that he was raised in the sewer for a period, and then he was raised in the circus. Right, right, but then he comes back to the sewer. Yeah, because he looks like that. Yeah, but he could. I don't know. He looks like that, and they he could have built a of- fucking cabin out in the middle of Montana, though. I mean, like you didn't have to go back to the sewer. But dude, everyone in Gotham only lives in Gotham. Well, that's true. No one fucking ever leaves Gotham, and then come, and then they always come back. Like, ew. Tell me that doesn't look like the the slime from or the ooze from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Since we talked about it earlier, it kind of does. It, it, it does. It also looks like like if a predator was dropped in like a fucking volcano, and that's what's left. Well, I've never I've never seen Predator, so I don't know that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You gotta see Predator. No, I really don't have any desire. I think I saw I saw the first AVP. Uh, that was okay. Requiem was not as good. It was good. Yeah, yeah. It's instead of vacation. Yeah, instead of vacation. Hi, I'm Fred's head. Yeah, I I think you're slightly ahead of me. Slightly, not that that's a thing, but yeah. No, we're, you... we're synced. I just knew it was coming. Oh, you said I the love. line. Okay, my bad. You did that yeah. thing that drives smoke crazy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, smoke. I love how Walker's like Mister Penguin. Sir. Like yeah. he calls him Mister Penguin. <laughs> well, I think it's his way of trying to manipulate him by showing him res- the respect he wants. You oh, know? he's very. Very uh, showboaty, and uh, that always that always cracked me up. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I agree. So much pink. Yeah. God. Well, that's the thing about Tim Burton. He either likes all color or no color. You know what I mean? Like, think about the town in Edward Scissorhands. Like, the town was like. A whole bunch of pastel colors. All the people wore a lot of bright, loud colors. You know, it, it's a, he loves to do a giant contrast. Even yes. just this black cat in this yes. pink, pink apartment looks weird. But and even her, know, she's wearing earth tones. Like she's not wearing some bright, but that's, loud. That's lightest she'll ever wear. Yes, agreed. But you know, to be fair, her. Her outfit is also as nice as it is. Is also just kind of bland. It's just right, kind of bland. right. Well, yeah, so and that's this yeah. Is signif- this is to signify that her inner woman, her inner badass, is not out there yet. Would you want a Murphy bed? Sure. Yeah. Why you got one? No, I'm just curious. Um, I was. Steph I was. Steph and I have actually talked about that. If like if we find a Murphy bed or like a pull out couch type of thing, yeah, we'd be into it. Long as it was com- you know, comfortable. Well, Murphy beds have to be built into the space, so you'd have to own this space to have a Murphy bed, or it would just have to be how the apartments are put together. You know. Sure.
<laughs> Gotham Yellow Pages. Oh wow, that's that's a detail. I didn't even notice that. What? I that, that I just never noticed the Gotham Yellow Pages. That's a little good detail. I don't that, think I noticed it until just now myself, to be wow. honest. With I just want to know why Max's logo is Hello Kitty, or like a demented Hello Kitty. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's more the Cheshire I think, Cat, I think, but yeah, to be honest with you. It's, it's um, uh, what was it? It was not Fritz the Cat, it was... Felix? Felix, yeah. By the way, uh, it's funny you brought that up, because like you said about the TMT movie... The other day I was watching, on Amazon, they have these old cartoons you can watch. Like, old cartoons, like, going all the way back to, like, the 30s and 40s. Yeah. And I watched a Felix the Cat where he was out all night drinking at a bar. Uh Uh-huh. And was just an evil motherfucker. Like, it was crazy. Yeah, I don't know much about Felix. I mean, I've seen an episode, but, like... He's always kind of looked upon as like, oh, he's an innocent cat because it was the 30s. And I'm like, yeah, the Flintstones advertised lucky, like, like Winston cigarettes. So, like, yeah. back then, no one gave a fuck. <laughs> no, dude. And the over racism in a lot of those cartoons is crazy. But what's really funny is, like, no, Superman and Lois Lane couldn't have sex. So. Right. Right. But anyway, that reminds me of. DC and the Batman universe. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, I, no gla- I like the way her. There's no glass in those glasses, is there? No, there's no way. But I like the way that her frames kind of look like cat, cat eyes, eyes without being the pointed cat eyes. They look. It has a cat-like look to it. We need Jamie on this episode. Cat ears. Yeah, we need cat ears to watch cat eyes. <laughs> With Felix the cat and Fritz the cat. Yeah, Garfield. Yeah. And Garfield. And Heath, Heathcliff. Heathcliff. Wow, nice poll. Fucking loved Heathcliff. Really? Yeah, I was a big Heathcliff <laughs> I, fan. Big, bigger Garfield fan, but definitely liked Heathcliff. Sure, I can agree with that. And it sounds like the bass is going again. He does this all the fucking time, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I just... One goddamn day. One. <laughs> well, apologies to our listeners, but you have some musical accompaniment going on today, apparently. God, I... Never more creeped out by Christopher Walken than, like, right there. Yeah. Like, like, actually, it's a lot like that. And then he just like, ah, 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 no. And then, then throws her out a fucking window. Has Christopher Walken ever been in a horror film? Like a flat out, like, Annabelle, you know, slasher type uh, film? Yeah, Omen. Okay, okay. I mean, you know I don't watch uh, those movies, so I wouldn't have known that. That's why I was asking. He, I mean, I would also consider Sleepy Hollow, directed by Tim Burton, a horror film. Yeah, I, I you know, and I watched that because I'm a big... Fan of that Echabod Crane story, so I wanted to see that, so I watched it. Plus, Christine Ricci, you know, kind of nice on yeah. the eyes. So, 
but yeah, he plays the headless horseman with the yeah. head. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He, which is weird. Christopher Walken without a head played the head. No, he just played the horseman. He played yeah. the the Hessian. I don't. I st- look. I I have watched this, and I'm just like, okay. So the the cats are trying to eat her, or they're reviving her, or they're yes. trying to eat her, but they still revive her. Yes. And then she just snaps awake and is not demented. I now I now know how to do acrobats. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Like this doesn't line up. She looks. Demented as fuck, though. Well, I think that's the idea. This has got it. I mean, all as much as I like this movie, and as much as you're faulting this movie, this is definitely one of the most memorable. Like, like, what 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 am I uh, what am I going to try to call it? A uh, a freak out. A oh yeah, like the, this is the right up there with like descent into insanity. This is probably, look, I'm going to make a bit of a bold statement, so feel free to chop it down if you want, but this is like up there with that shower scene in Psycho, like, you know, like, in terms of memorable, like, scenes, like, you know, it should, at least it should be. It, it, It is the complete midlife crisis descent into madness like this Where is right. In terms of equating it, it's probably closer to the "Here's Johnny" from um, The Shining. You know when he's chopping I mean, through the know, door. I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's that iconic, but I. Think it should be though. That's my point. Like I'm not a. I'm not a huge fan of this movie. You know that, but this scene is pretty fucking memorable. You know this sequence. So it's it's kind of frightening. Like, well, I th- and that's the idea. Um, I mean, look at she her. Looks she's good, crazy. Yeah, she was good, demented. Just and I have that to whole ask, thing where her like her grin was like lopsided. Okay. Like she, like you could see on the screen what I'm what I'm doing. Like she's like grin doing like her like oh, jaw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, like, yeah, yeah. The well, and I I have to ask. Like, let's see, there she is, like taking some of the pink out. Like, not really, but yeah. Um, She's just adding Tim Burton stripes. I love Jade to death, but I would imagine she owns that (laughs) t-shirt. You're probably right. I love Jade to death, and she knows I do, but (laughs) that's a t-shirt she would have owned. That's my favorite part, I think. Her breaking the uh, neon lights. And what you see what it says later. Yeah. I've always been partial to when she throws the milk at the answering machine and it hits it perfectly. I was like, oh, yeah. I'd like to imagine that was one take. Like Michelle Pfeiffer just is able to fucking just be like, I got this, Tim. I got this. It could have been. It could have been. Um, I did I have a know. question it for you. Much. Yeah, I had a question for you, much like the walk-in question from earlier. Has Tim Burton done a flat-out fucking horror film? Like, I know people would say Scissor Hands and Beetlejuice kind of both border no, on that. I, I, Sleepy Hollow. 
That's the closest thing. That's true. Okay, uh, but I meant like flat out again, like The Conjuring or like Annabelle or one of those. I mean, I think people getting their heads fucking cut off counts. So, yeah, I uh, hear you. Yeah. Um, he tried. I mean, you could borderline. I mean, I would never, but like, I know some people might consider Dark Shadows a horror esque film. I didn't see that. It's it's giant F as a see, vampire. It's just there. You go. Hell here. Hell here. I like that. I I I like. That. I agree. I love how her voice. Like we can't hear, but we know her voice. Just like my voice just got so much yummier. <laughs> see, it's interesting. Look, Rico. Look to the. You missed it there. There was a contrast there too. Her room that she was in was all pink still. The, the curtain was pink, the neons, the whole bit. But when you look to the left window, it's her kitchen. It's clearly her kitchen. You can see it. And the curtain's white and all the... It's not that pink. It was really interesting. I missed it. I don't know that it I'll... actually means anything, but it was interesting to see it. Mm. By the way, those are a lot heavier than they make that out to be. <laughs> Not to I was just about to say, like, wow, Penguin does a lot of his own shit himself. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, I'm going back to the TMT movie. Like, they're supposed to be strong, but those manhole covers are fucking heavy. Like, I think they're, like, 20 or 30 pounds apiece, you know? I mean... I don't know what to say about that one. No, it's just a, it wasn't really anything to say. Who built this giant rubber duck? Well, see, okay, that's from the zoo. Because remember, he floats past the zoo at one point. That's uh, okay. from the zoo. Did you have that... Did you ever have, like, the Hot Wheels that, were ba- that had, like, characters? I don't remember. Would you- like I had Hot Wheels. Like every every kid, more or less, probably had Hot Wheels. They at least had one, right? Sure, sure. Uh, but I I like to collect the ones that were like characters driving the cars. Oh no, the ones I had the most of. They there was this thing for a while, and you're you. I was eight, six, maybe seven actually. When these came up, they had these Hot Wheels that you would run them through. Wo- Cold water and it would change to one color, and then you'd run them through hot water and it would change to a different color. Oh, so I I had a lot, of, and then they had the other ones where they had these like f- sections of flipped, and if you hit it with another car, it would act like there was damage on the car. It would flip over like it was damaged. I kind of remember those. Those and micro machines were the ones I played with the most. I still think Michael Keaton. Did an amazing job as Batman. He, he, he did. Got the psychological he's, part. He's right. three for me. He's third. I know it's for you. It's what Bale, uh, Affleck, Bale, Bale, Affleck, Heaton. Yeah, yeah, and then probably Kilmer. Probably, uh, I'd have to think enough. about it, but yeah. Although. You know I like George Clooney. I think the movie was bad, but I like George in the role personally. I like the him in the role in theory, but I think don't think he did a very good job either. But that's because he what he had to work with. 
You know, that's yeah, my opinion. Very, yeah. yeah be, hi. Hi, Freeze. I'm Batman. Like, I think I think if yeah, like I think if George Clooney were in this movie or the first Burton one, he would have been much better. That's all I'm saying. I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. And I unfortunately, say, I also prefer this version of Gotham. No, this is even compared to to Schumacher for sure. But this is That's too cartoony for me. Oh yeah, okay. If you're going against Schumacher, agreed. Yeah. No, I like this weird, like retro, like is it the '40s kind of vibe? Yeah. Hey, buddy, we lost the audio there for a minute. I think we're still in sync with the movie, but I lost your audio. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I think, I, I think what I was saying was uh, something about retro look for Gotham. Got it. Yeah. Um, I was saying that I like the look of of the look. I like the retro look because it was like 1940s, but yet. Batman still has like all the high tech shit, like computers yeah, and yeah, stuff like that. It, it, it's not a bad look. It's it's a little still out of world for me, but I I'm not totally against it. But it works completely for like the animated series. Yes, agreed. But that's different. I think with the animated, it's different. I don't know why. I right, I have all what I I want to know what the fuck this is. What what is he about to eat? It's some kind of soup. He actually yeah. says, hold on, it's Vichy Soyce. I'll look it up, see what that is. I think it's like a cold fish stew is what I'm guessing that is. Or like a, well, yeah, like a carpaccio. Like a cold, no, no. like cold ass clam chowder. <laughs> yeah, you're right. All right, let's see what this stuff is. Mystery deepens in fairground disappearances. Browse forever after numerous reports of missing children in several towns. So that's something that I always missed was that I guess the penguin and like the circus group were like killing kids. Okay. Or right. like, yeah, I, I don't never. Know. I... Okay, so. Rico, this is called Vichyssois, uh-huh. and it's actually a it's a potato-based soup. It's leeks, onions, potatoes, cream, and chicken stock. Weird. But it's served cold. Yeah. It can be eaten hot, according to this on Wikipedia, but it's traditionally served cold. So there you go. I think I liked the... F- I, I, I was more into, like, if it was, like, a seafood cold thing more yeah like a like a sushi soup <laughs> sure well i mean that's basically what that would have been i mean you can cook it and then serve it cold it. no you, you have sushi's not cooked no no no. but i'm saying you have to cook soup with like potatoes and leeks and yes you know you can't ju- and then you can't just fucking you're like here. Here's a giant bowl of ice cold raw materials. Like, I don't know. Dev, like, Dev might like that. She eats potatoes like apples. I'm not kidding. I, <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I love when I can so rarely make you like speechless. Like what? What? Yeah, it's like she's like you're like, hey, Dad, do you feel like mashed potatoes? She's like, sure, and she just takes a potato, just eats it, and like mashes no, it in she'll, her mouth. No, she'll no, she'll she'll cut a slice off like you would cut up an apple and eat it that way. But yeah. So her making mashed potatoes is taking a piece and adding milk and then like no. stri- like mushing it in her mouth. You know, there's other ways to eat potatoes besides mashed, right? You're aware of that. Yeah. Okay. Chips. Fries. Chips. Fries. Are those not fucking potatoes? So it's a baked potato. You know who looks like a baked potato? Him? This penguin yes. motherfucker. He looks yeah. like a fucking potato. Like, why is he still wearing pajamas? Like, he's got this... Well, no, that's... Or, like, long underwear. That's probably a better descriptor than pajamas. But, yeah. Well, he's underneath the coat. It's a Victorian-era suit. That's... No, it's not. It's a Victorian-era dicky with long johns. That's what he's wearing. You are a Victorian-era dicky. (laughs) (laughs) I was the number one son and they treated me like number two yeah My Tiffany baby rattle. I still just I, I I just love the look of how weird he is. Yeah, but it's so off. Of course it is, but like it, it works because this is coming back from you know, Batman 89, where it's like, okay, we accept Jack Nicholson's Joker. We accept the weird gothic. You accept Jack Nicholson Joker. I don't. Okay. Everyone in 89 and up until 2008, before we got Heath Ledger did. Well, I didn't after I got older, but. Well, you fucking hate everything. No, I just hate inaccuracy. What inaccuracy? Jack Napier didn't shoot Batman's parents. So what? That's inaccurate. But everything else was pretty accurate with the mm. Joker. Mm. Meow. Just flip. I'm just gonna exit really, really like cool. Dramatically? Yeah, just flip repeatedly. Her knees must be worn to shit, dude. <laughs> what the hell does the Shrek Corporation do? Textiles, I think. And it's a department store. So. 
it's a department store, but they also have toxic waste and their their logo is a smiling cat. Like, I don't know what the fuck they do. They make as much of a business sense as Donald fucking Trump. Like, I don't get it. I want to know why he sat all the way across that fucking table. Like, that you had to because, throw that report across the table. Because it's it's power play it's it's uh i guess also why why okay circular table i have no problem with but why a giant fucking hole in the middle like why not just a solid tabletop that's not glass no that's why he threw it if he if it was glass he could have slid it across that's that's an open hole in the middle of that table i i i don't know Right? That's a, like, that's kind of dumb, isn't it? I, yeah, that's that's weird. I don't get it. So it's just basically made a fucking... It's a giant donut. It's a giant fucking donut. Like, I get, like, I, maybe if you want to use that for, like, like a dining room table, that could kind of make sense. Like, you know, like a serving table. But for a boardroom? No. Yeah, that's... A, just weird. weird. Yeah. I do like Max's suit, though. That is a very Tim Burton-y look right there. It's a very me look. Except I'd wear... Really? I'd, we- I'd wear that. Except I'd wear a tie. And so instead of a bow tie, I'd have a, a long tie. But, yeah. That's the only thing I would do different. That, that's the type of... Uh... You're talking to a guy who tried to wear his zoot suit to his um, junior prom. <laughs> and my girlfriend I, at the time kind of put the uh, the kibosh on that. But I would have, I would have tried the uh, the Bruce Wayne suit. I think that's a good. I like that best and all that shit. See, I'm surprised you're not into the zoot suit idea. I'm not overly fond of the gangster stripe zoot suit thing. I, stripes always kind of. Yeah, but I don't see, know. that's a misconception about zoot suits. They're not all striped. I found plenty of solid color ones too. So I have nothing against zoot suits. I just, but the majority of the zoot suits I've seen have that stripes, pinstripes, gangster-looking look to it. Yeah, I the one I, the one I found that I wanted to wear, I loved it. It was black with silver pinstripes. It was sick. Nice. Loved it. I loved it. And it had the big rimmed hat and the fucking long coat with the chain. Oh, I loved it. And she was like, "Nope." And I was like, "Damn it." <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like I like his tie. Really? Not really a tie guy. I don't like yeah, that. St- not- I'm a tie guy too, but I don't like that tie or his suit. To be honest with you, I think he wore better suits in the first one. Personally, fuck. Drop her out a higher window. That's just wrong. I've got batter fish to fry. (laughs) 
See, now he's already starting his plan. This is before he even loses the 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 what's coming up because I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah, he's. It's all about him just wanting fucking revenge, I guess. Just has this group of people just sitting in the corner while he writes down names and does research. That's just weird. Right. I mean, they're, like, they're fiercely loyal to him, but still. But, like, clearly they're not very good bodyguards if, like, Shrek just walks in. I don't think they're meant to be bodyguards, though. I think they're just there until he gives them something to do. At least he it. When I was a kid, this fish looked tasty as fuck, just from the way, like, oh, it, it just still looked looks- appetizing and enticing. It still looks appetizing. You, you need to at least cut the head off, but otherwise it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's, we talked about sushi earlier. That's salmon sushi, essentially. Yeah, he's eating, probably going to eat all the scales and shit. Well, yeah. He, well, but if you see, he's eating it from the inside out, so. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if DeVito actually, I wonder if that's like a real fish. Oh, I'm certain it's a real fish. Whether or not he actually bit into it is another conversation. Now that woman there is Jan Hooks, the one who's his his uh, image consultant that she'll be introduced in a minute. Uh huh. She's from Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And she's passed away since. I forget yeah. what happened, but I think it was an illness. That was cancer. I I want to say that too. Yeah, not that that's okay, but it wasn't something like brutal. <laughs> oh, dude, I remember what happened to this poor bastard. Yep, that guy was in a bunch of stuff back in the late eighties too, but like mainly like TV shows and stuff, but like uh, sitcoms. Uh, yeah. Just this heavy breathing fucking, like, oh, yeah, uh, fucking creepy penguin, dude. I still think my favorite penguin is the one from the Arkham game. Personally. Yes, agreed, agreed. And you know who does that? Uh, that is Noah North. Noah North, yeah. Who's also oh. the, um, oh, hold on. He's Desmond Miles, he's... So we can... could be could be gushing blood from my nose. Hey, what do you mean by that? And then, oh, here, let me show you. Ah, that spray, dude! The stream of blood. You imagine if that dude like has a wife. He comes home. And he's just got like half his nose just oh, bitten. Crap! That's why that character is no longer on the show. Interesting. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, buddy, but I was looking up what happened to Jan Hooks. I was throat cancer in wow. two in 2014, which sucks. But the interesting thing, and I did not know this. Now, you know there's been controversy on The Simpsons because of Apu, because of like racially insensitive and all that kind of stuff, which is a whole nother discussion for another day. But right. his wife hasn't been on the show in a long time either. Jan Hooks was Ooh. the voice of Manjula. I didn't know that. 
I didn't know that either. And they honored her on the episode called Super Franchise Me on October 12th, 2014. And she hasn't been on the show since for obvious reasons. And The Simpsons are always good for that if you have a regular character. If the voice actor passes, they don't recast. They tend to just... Retire. Or or in some instances, they actually kill the character. And the Krabappel. And example. also... Um, Ned's wife, that woman passed away as well when they, when they killed her. Mm, I don't think so. The first wife. I think. No, I think, no, I don't think the actress died because that, that would have been really weird timing. Like, Hey, we're going to, we know you're going to die. So we're going to like have you record a character's death. No, I think she just, I think they just made Maude die because they wanted a second. They wanted to kill off a character. But they wanted to be not one, obviously someone so important to the cast that it would impact the show. True. But someone that would impact a cast side character. Right. So I think the actress who played Maud kept doing shit. Okay. All right. And you but, could be right. I'm not going to worry about looking that up tonight. But yeah. But see, look, there you again. Fucking Dickie and Long John's. Like. Well, that's because he was upstairs, like chilling. You didn't expect like... True. Yeah, I wear comfy clothes when I'm just chilling around the house. I get that. But when he was in the cemetery, he was in a suit. He wasn't wearing... No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He He was not. We will go back. Yes, he had a a tie on just then. We will go back after the movie and I will show you what I'm talking about. Oh, shit. Now, on my end, my, my part froze. My DVD froze. Uh-oh. Great. This is just awesome. Well, it's good to know. I could tell uh, I could tell my boss that, hey, this DVD is, uh, is uh, frozen. Good to think I'm well, still I'm... sharing my screen with you so you can see yeah, I, the movie. I see it. Rat bastard. Rat All right. bastard. <laughs> you bad bastard. You bad bastard? <laughs> yeah. At least he didn't pay for okay. it. That's true. At least I didn't pay for it. That's the perk of working at That's the one perk of working at a video store. You tell Tucker I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, it does look like that's opening, so good for him. Good for him. Good for yeah. Tucker. Oh, Why would you fight with a sword in your throat? I don't know the answer to that, but that was still a cool shot. It's a cool shot, but like, why? How would you? I I don't understand how anyone can walk very well with that. That's a cool shot. Right That's there. a cool shot. That. Yeah, I agree. All right. For the sake of this, I'm turning my mine off on my end because it's just not. It wasn't even like moving forward. Maybe like hit the chapter button, see if that'll skip past. I, the... I, I, I oh. did. It went okay. ahead, uh, but it won't go back. So well, just, just leave it where it went ahead to, and then when when our version catches up, you could start it again. I've already turned it off. All right, fair enough. I'll just watch. Aww. You know, I'm not. I'm not going to fight too many goddamn things. Like yeah, we've already had. Aside. We've already had. Base interruptions and you know, so 
I do like that. I do think that's something that Catwoman would do is skip rope with her whip. I, I agree. I do agree with that. That is something she would do. No, look, for her not being properly the, you know, international jewel thief that she is, the portrayal of Catwoman by Michelle Pfeiffer was well done. Now, whether that was a direction from Tim Burton or something she came up with, I don't know. But her, you know, meaning just the jump roping part, but her overall portrayal of the character was mm. when she's in the suit is pretty accurate, you know? My issue with it is she suddenly goes from this, like, fumbling secretary who seems, like, inept to, like, this overly skilled burglar with, you know, the ability to backflip off screen. <laughs> so, uh, did you notice that Batman just killed the dude? Yeah, he seems to do that a lot in Tim Burton's world. I mean, he did that in Nolan movies, too. Who did he like, kill? Batman has killed a lot. Who did he kill in the Nolan world? Besides Roz. Oh, I'm sure there were some explosions where, you know, in the Tumblr where people died. Oh, okay. I mean, if you're going by that logic, yeah, I can't. He didn't yeah. really kill someone. I'll give Grisham Bale's character that much. He didn't go out of his way to kill somebody, yeah. Right. He didn't, you know, he tried to save all the villains he was going up against. You know, he... I mean, with the exception, maybe, to Ra's al Ghul, he's like, I don't have to kill, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. Right. And then well, just like, yeah, but you still kind of killed him. And when I said Ra's, though, I didn't mean spoilers for those who haven't seen Batman Begins, but I didn't mean the actual Ra's. I meant that, that imposter Ra's from the first sequence up on the mountain. Yeah. Ken Watanabe. Yes, thank you. I couldn't think of his name. I actually like him as an actor, though. He's been in a bunch of stuff that I really like. Let them fight. He's in um, he's in The Last Samurai with Tom Cruise. He's and amazing it, in that movie. Oh, yeah. I love that movie. I do. It's one of the, like, there's a there's a era in movies where I said they had these, like, epics, and it was, like, Gladiator and Braveheart. And that, like, these long, like, three-hour-plus, like, or even if they weren't, they felt three-hour long. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, what's that? The Patriot. The Patriot, yep. Yeah. And of all of those, for me, my favorite's The Last Samurai. Um, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm telling you it's my favorite. No, yeah. I'm, I, I'm trying to think of my favorite. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with what your favorite is. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you usually do. So, thank you for no, not this I time. I disagree with what's better, but I, I, if, you're, if it's your favorite, it's your favorite. Um, I watch The Patriot a lot. My dad loves. My dad loves all those movies. I've actually never loves- seen The Patriot all the way through, so I can't comment on that one. You should give it a shot. No, if I should. Whole- I I will tell you this much. I actually kind of have it. You kind of have it? Well, it's my mom's copy, but I've had her copy for like four years now, and I haven't watched it yet. So, I mean... That means it's your movie. Well, yeah, I guess. You stole it, but that means it's yours. Well, she gave it to me to watch it and just said, return it when you watch it. And I haven't watched it. (laughs) Okay, so you stole it. All right, whatever. 
we we kind of skated over a scene though that I actually like in this movie where he hits her the first time, and she's like, "What? You'd hit a woman?" And he actually has that moment of like, "Oh, I'm so oh, so sorry." And then yeah. she like kicks him in the head, or I forget what she did, but yeah. And then she says, like, as I said, I'm a woman, and not to be like, you know, what was the what was the phrase? Oh, we're so stupid. We're talking about fucking Mel Gibson, the Patriot. We're like, we got Batman in front of us. Yeah. Even when we like aren't dealing with technical difficulties, we are making technical difficulties. Well, in our brains. Yeah. I do love the like, Kitty Litter. Saved by Kitty Litter. But who the fuck is that? Really, how they transport fucking kitty litter? No. Are you serious? No. Like they were like they literally made a gag for the movie. Oh, well, it, it would it, unless it was like a giant thing of sand. Well, why is it also like a drawbridge to get into where he keeps his suits? I mean, why doesn't he have armor that can like? You know, I don't know. It, it can repel bullets in the but, first movie, but it can't go with, like, what, a fucking needle? Well, if you remember, though, she's feeling down the suit and goes, no, no, there you are. So I'm wondering if, like, he has Kevlar in the front, but not on the side, and that's why she was able to stab him where she does. You know what's really fucked up is I always interpret that as her fighting his dick. Well, you would. But think of it. She's like, "Oh no, where where are you? Ah, there you are." And then he has this kind of look of like, like a smirk on his face. And then she stabs him. Well, she's an attractive woman feeling up his body. Of course, he's gonna have a bit of a smirk. Right. Just like if she was like rubbing on his, you know, bat junk. <laughs> his bat pole. Bat pole. Yeah, but then wouldn't that change his outfit? I'm glad you got that joke. Okay. Mm -hmm. I do like how he thanks, he says thank you, and he's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. He says it really quick. And See, like, here's ah, another one where he's just creepy. Like, he's been in the sewer for 30 years. I'd be horny as fuck. No, dude. he hasn't. He's been with the circus and stuff. We already discussed this. So who's fucking the bearded lady? Like, he needs to fuck. Like, the, oh, this whole movie would have been over if he just gotten some pussy. I'm sorry. He's got that blonde woman with the fucking poodle chihuahua that follows him around. He could have been fucking her. I Would you, though? No, but I'm just saying. She wasn't that bad looking, but that's not the point. The point is that it's not like. But, like, okay, he's. Look, he wanted this type of pussy. (laughs) But I'm bummed. He even says it right here. Yep, just a pussy I've been looking for. Which, goddamn, how the fuck the censors get like that through? Because it's a double entendre. When you double entendre it like that, they'll pass it. I can't imagine that suit was very comfortable. No, it was murder for her. Yeah. She actually would pass out frequently. Really? Yeah. They had to vacuum seal her. And because of that, she couldn't hear shit. So she had to memorize basically not only her own dialogue, but lip read the other person's dialogue to know when to say her next line. 
And because it was so vacuum, so tightly sealed, she actually would like get lightheaded and like almost pass out, or if not, pass out from time to time. That's crazy. Do you think that's why the air conditioner's on? Maybe, but more likely the fact that Penguin likes cold. But it's both. It kill. It, it yes, that's that's the way that you explain it on screen. But for practicality purposes, they put it on to keep her breathing. Um, I think I know, like, I, if you notice when we get to it at the very end, like when she's, when they're all in the sewer and they're all fighting and all that shit. Yeah. There's like fire in the background and her mask is like all fucked up and tattered and shit. Yeah. I did that like kind of like, so she could breathe around my fire. Yeah. And here. (laughs) Yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't realize how that Catwoman was like of how evil she could be because I kind of found her as like a misunderstood pushed into like not literally pushed out of a window, right, but right, like right. Pushed, into, pushed into becoming a villainess because that whole thing where she saves the woman from the rapist. Yes, I was like, so she's doing the hero thing. And then I saw this scene where she's like. Oh, she's gonna swallow the bird. She's bad. Like that was for like a seven-year-old or like younger watching this. I was like, oh, she's actually evil. Yeah, but she's you know what she is. She's she's an anti-hero. <clears throat> yeah, she's an anti-hero because they need to have Batman have a love interest. But not just in this movie. Like in general, Catwoman's an anti-hero. I think. It, it depends on which version. Like, like uh, in, in every movie that we've seen, yes. Right, but there's a... All right, so I don't want to get too deep into something right now because there's a whole lot to go on, but you know I go and do the tabletop thing with Mark, right? Yeah. And he's got money into a Kickstarter game based on Batman the Animated Series. That's oh, going to cool. be coming out. Yeah, we're, we're excited to play it. But... He was reading over the list of heroes, the playable heroes, and then the villains you'll go against. And Catwoman was actually in the list of heroes. She's one of the, the characters, a playable hero in that game. Again, I think I think she can go. I mean, no pun intended. I think she can go either way. <laughs> but which is funny because the character is really usually portrayed as bisexual. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like even in the Arkham games, you f- you play as her. Yes, and she is friendly with villains. Like Poison Ivy is yeah. a villain. Yes, you can at for least sure. Establish that. But Catwoman is very close friends, if not lovers, with Poison Ivy. I don't know if I'd go that far, but friends for sure, close friends. Yes, well, yeah. There's always been the implication. There's always been well, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy were lovers, but there was always the implication. That Catwoman was also like, uh, like you they must all have saw something in Birds off. of Prey that, because I I never get that implication about Harley and Ivy either. No, no, that's that's canon in in uh, in the comics. Okay, Harley does leave the Joker at one point, and then like has a relationship with Ivy. Gotcha. Speaking of pussy, I do know. <laughs> 
I'm not digging her hair. I mean, it looks like it looks great for manic, but I don't know. It was kind of her her that was her thing in that time window, dude. Because I think her hair is very similar in um, Dangerous Minds too. I thought her hair was like straight as fuck in Dangerous Minds. I don't know. I, I it's been a long time since I've seen it. I'd have to go back and look, but yeah. That was a dark fucking movie. You want to talk dark movies? It's been a very long time since this. God, she looks... If any actress actually looked like a cat, it is Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, yeah. She she is the... It, it's no wonder, like, why they cast her. Like, she's just a perfect cat woman. Hear that, Halle Berry? What? I said, hear that, Halle Berry? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there's the... Well, I, I, maybe that's a man... That's a woman. It's just a tall, look, it's just a tall woman because... Oh, no, no, that, that angle in the mirror looked different. There, I agree with you. Yeah, the angle sorry. in the mirror did not do her justice. No, no. I still think I like Anne Hathaway's Catwoman just better. I liked... I, I liked her interpretation. At first, when I first saw it, I didn't like it. And then I'm like, okay, actually, it's growing on me. I, I really, really dug it. She's the best part the, of that I, movie, by far. I think I like Michelle Pfeiffer's outfit more, though. Uh, yes. Yes. I can't. I can't. It, her outfit. You know what? The, the, it, Arkham, the Arkham outfit is a blend of this and Hathaway's. It's, it's a nice blend of the two. With the goggles, yeah. Yeah, it's closer to this, but it's it's a nice blend. I'll tell you what it is. If you took the stitches out mm-hmm. and just had a... It was just a suit without the stitching, that would be the perfect Catwoman costume. But I get the stitches. Like, that... I get it as, like, a... Because this is... Let's, let's be real about it. This is a year one Catwoman story, right? So, if... That's a good way of describing it. Yeah, okay. You know, so if she... It, if they allowed the character to evolve, she would have, you know, blended the stitches to the right color. Yeah. And she would have had the money to maybe not even need stitches. Who knows? You know what I mean? Cause she would have continued thieving and stealing valuable items and whatever. So, you know, it's rare for, especially for comic book movies, but like, I mean, this is before the MCU. This is before a lot of it, but they actually had continuity. So like yes, about Vicky, you know this whole scene. Yeah, this whole scene was lost over me, like went over my head when I was little because I was like, I don't, you're gonna give me shit, but I don't know if I saw this before I saw Batman eighty nine, but it's more probable, or at the very least, I saw them both together, but didn't make the connection that. Oh, the blonde woman from Batman One is is the same person he's talking about. Also, you know, you, when you're five, you have a short attention span. You're not really like, yeah, of course, yeah. focused on dialogue. You're just like, when's Batman's gonna? Oh, they're kissing. Ew. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also keep in mind that you know, to your point of continuity, even for as terrible as those Schumacher movies are, like I think there's a scene where it where he's talking to Chase Meridian and she references both Selena and Vicky. 
Definitely Vicky. I'm not sure of Selena, but definitely Vicky. Which is weird because she's... Is she talking to him as Bruce or as, as Bruce ba- as Batman? It, no, it's as a Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. So why would she link Selena Kyle to Bruce? Well, because they were seen. My guess, my my best guess is they're seen at that costume party together once. Well, I, hey, look, I'm. I said it was a best guess. I didn't say it was because good. <laughs> it, it was because they were the two fucking people that weren't wearing actual masks. Those are the only people that were actually being like, oh. They were the only people that we could identify at this party this one night. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The other possibility, because, like, do we know how much time passes between this and Batman Forever? Like, is um, it. Yeah, like five years backwards, because Val Kilmer is clearly younger well, than well, Michael Keaton. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean. Like, I would guess. I mean. It's hard to tell because it's also a soft reboot. Apart right. from Michael Goff. It's a Pat soft Eagle. reboot. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. My, my only point for bringing it up is... um, Actually, and remind me to say something about the fireplace. But anyway, getting back to my point, though. The only reason why I bring it up is because if there's enough gap, there's a possibility to maybe... There's an implication that he sees Cillian again at the end of this movie. And so maybe at some point they do date. I don't know. I mean, I would have liked for that, you know, use up some, you know, spend her remaining two lives left together. Yeah. I am going back to the, I said that I wanted to talk about the fireplace very briefly. I almost wonder in the dark Knight rises, he and what ultimately ends up being Talia make love in front of a giant fireplace. Do you think that's an homage back to this? Not that scene specifically, but just the vibe of this. I think it's more likely that every Wayne Manor has a fucking fireplace. No, but that gigantic, you could walk into it fireplace. But the whole point, if you remember in Dark Knight Rises, is that the power is out. Yes, but... So that's the only sort of light. No, no, I... And and heat, because I think the... because it was cold and raining too, but the point I'm just saying, like that that that's minor homage to yeah. The, that's what I mean. The, I don't mean like oh we have to have it, but if we're gonna have this scene, let's do it with this similar sure. looking whatever. Yeah, I th- I think Jesus Christ, you know, can <laughs> I help you? He wants the yeah, Catwoman. I, he keeps rubbing against the mic. <laughs> For what it's worth, yeah, we're it, not hearing it very much, so. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's possible. I think it's probable that it's, it's a reference. Yeah, I'm not saying it's like the, you know, they went, oh my god, we have to, you know, but it was like, hey, let's, you know, like Thank a passing thought. Yeah, I did like this whole thing. What were they? How they somehow find the Batmobile and fuck with it and like. I wonder how they got its oh. blueprints though. Yeah, I miss that because plot device they never they never really explain it it just it shows they, that he's got the blueprints but i don't know how he got the blueprints that's like, what i mean they never explain how they just show he's got them so because wouldn't that wouldn't that kind of imply that he knows who batman is the only thing i can think of is 
this is a different let's say this is a different batmobile than the 189 because the 189 no no it's the same one it's the same one because i thought maybe the 189 blew up that's how it happened that was the batwing that blew up so i was thinking maybe like maybe a villain had like like found the wreckage and shit like no I, nope, that's a plot hole. All right, I'll give you that. That's a plot hole. A it's plot not... hole you could drive the Batmobile through. <laughs> I don't know a plot hole, but it's just not explained because, like, that—that's what a plot hole is. Well, yes, it's a but that's not explained. That's why we're saying, well, they didn't explain it, therefore it's a plot hole. Right, but if you're not carefully paying attention to that one scene, you don't see the the blueprints. But then you're still being like, wait, how the fuck? What's with this gizmo that, like, you're able to take off the Batmobile's security parameters and and hack into the fucking thing and then connect it to a fucking, you know, arcade machine? I don't know if we talked about this before, but did do you know why the Bat symbol actually had the big yellow background behind it for a while? I mean, apart from how it was in the comics. Well, no, not not the movie. I mean, the comics included. Like, there's a reason at one point that the Batmobile... Yeah, why it's got that yellow background to it. Yeah. The the thing that I read was that it was designed by Wayne, by Bruce, to be a target for people who are trying to shoot him. So that Uh that's where the... If they shoot him there, that's where, like, the protection is so he doesn't die. That and makes it, sense. Yeah. It was it was a designed to be subtle enough that, okay, well, aim for that. And then it, that's like the most armored part of his suit. I hear you. Instead of being like, hey, there's clearly a face. Let's aim for that. Right. Um, I got to say, like, we. Okay, so it looks like they aim for the fucking symbol. Um, yeah. The one, the the ice princess, this, whatever the fuck her name was, right? She's standing on the balcony. Why didn't she just not do that? No, Catwoman took her out there. I thought. I know, and then Batman like climbs up and is like, "Don't move! Like, no, move! Just go forward! Don't like, just get off the balcony!" Right. Like, there's no one around. Just get off. That was a good line. It was a good line. Missile, and missile then she likes him. Yeah, <laughs> that was that that right there. That moment when I saw this movie when I was like five is when I hit, officially hit puberty. <laughs> Things I don't need to know about you, Rico. And yet I'll tell you anyways. I know. I know. I could probably put together a list of this one of things that you've told me that I didn't need to know. <laughs> I, I love this look right here that Michael Keaton does where he pulls out the thing, looks at her. He's like, you fucking crazy bitch. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of that look to it, wasn't it? Yeah. He's like, crazy bitch. Like, every time you flirt with me, I get fucking stuck. He's like, here's my wigs. Yeah. This was awesome. Like, I will say effectively, Bale recreate this much better in much the dark better. in uh, Batman Begins. Yes. 
But at the time, that was badass to see fucking Batman flying with giant ass wings of his own, gliding through the air with bats all around. That right. was cool as shit. And and I'm not gonna nitpick here, but it's a little impractical. Like the Bale version is a little more practical if that technology were to actually exist, where you could like make it. You know what I mean? Firm, like the, they give it that rigid structure, as Lucius put it. You know. Well, it's, it's one of those paraglider things. Yeah, but but the one that that used in this movie is big and bulky, and he's got to imagine he's been carrying that under the cape this whole time. Yeah, I, I never... Damn, she's thirsty. Yeah, well, homegirl can drink. Yeah, remember she tossed back all that milk? Yeah. I love how her mask is just... See, here he is again. He's just talking about getting laid. Yeah, because it's Michelle Pfeiffer in skin-tight leather. Right, but it's not... That's been his M.O. All, all the way through. And then when she says, I wouldn't touch you, he, like, loses his shit. Yeah, because he's a fucking rapist. Like, I... But he just... But he's unsuccessful at it, that we know of. That we know of. That we know of. That's a weird line. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, he's got a thing that does that. Well, he's got all kinds of different umbrellas. I know, but, like, what what, what was her plan here? That's I a love little... that. That's it... some fucking Black Canary shit. Yeah. I almost wonder if that was meant to be, like, a, a point toward Avi for the next one. What do you mean? Well, she oh. falls into a greenhouse. So? Well, I'm just wondering if maybe that was their way of, like, subtly introducing that concept so that in the next one, if Burton had continued, it could have been Ivy or something. That's except, all. Except Ivy wasn't in forever. She was in Babin and Robin. I'm saying one. if Burton had done it. Oh. Um, from what I remember reading with the po- potentials for a third one was because I don't know if it was going to be Riddler and Two-Face. I think that was that developed was after Tim yeah. kind of backed out. Um, I don't know. I don't, I, I know there was going to be a fifth one called Batman triumphant. We've that talked was, about that before. Yeah. I remember. And that was going to be all fear toxin shit. That was going like to be Scarecrow all, stuff, yeah. Scarecrow and Harley Quinn was going to actually be Joker's daughter. Right. We talked about and, that. I remember. Yeah. But I don't know. You, I mean, I think I think it just happened. It just happened. It may to not be, have, or it, it just might have been another homage to the fans, like another nod it, to the fans. Yeah, it's like you know, yeah, could have been that. I like how in the middle of all this, as he's struggling, he's like, fuck you, I'm going to record you. Yeah, right? That's, well, I mean, I get it, but still. He's like, I'm, I'm going to get evidence while you're going to fucking crash me into shit. Damn. It's times like this where I'm like, wouldn't Batman have an ejector seat? 
Yeah, probably. But then I guess Pig will just keep driving. Right. Which might be why he stays to try to like, yeah. Yeah. He, otherwise, it would have hit that old lady that's about to come up in a minute. I got. I gotta say, this looks so goddamn fun. Like when I was Oh yeah, I would totally ride that ride for sure. Yeah. I play this staging city like a heart from hell. <laughs> That's a great line. Look, I don't care how strong you are. You're not punching through the floorboard of your car. You are if you're Batman. Uh, no, you're not. You are. You are if you're Batman. The key word is Batman. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the guy who eventually takes on Superman and fucks right. him up. That was a total Tim Burton shot right there with the fucking yellow light on her face. That was not an attractive look. That was a very... Not 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 an unattractive woman. Just that was a very. You're right. It's a very ew kind of close up. The Tim All Burton the is, is really there, and Tim Burton's known for that. He does those yeah. kind of look up close ups. Yeah. And this is where he destroys the Batmobile. Because the implication is that he. The reason there's a new Batmobile on forever, this you know, besides the Schumacher Burton thing, is because he wasn't able to put it back together after doing that. Pro- I mean, I always like to imagine that he just like has extras off to the side, just like four or five cars, just chilling. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I I use my Batmobile until inevitably a villain's gonna blow it the fuck up. Or I'm going to destroy it. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, all right, here's my spare. It's a little less flashy. Or no, wait, it's even more fucking flashy. Would you like to see a Batman with a giant-ass fin? There you go. Hmm. You know what this needs? Glow-stick neon lights all over it. I do like the image of, like, the Penguin doing the Nixon, you know, peace sign thing. True. But it's flippers. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think of it that way, but you're right. Do you think do you think uh the penguin was a Democrat or a Republican? Oh, total Republican. Absolutely. Could they give this fucking guy like a like a like an apple box or something? Seriously. <laughs> There's a video of uh Day DeVito carrying an apple box at a Bernie Sanders rally, throwing it on the ground in front of the microphone. Like really like I am here. Here's my box. And then standing up on it to go to the microphone and be like, I feel the burn. That's funny. This is an interesting way to get into the back cave. Agreed. Like, I understand wanting to do a, um, like, something secret. It's hard to figure out. But sticking your hand in a fish tank every time seems kind of impractical. I could think it'd be really badass. I mean, this seems like... Yeah. 
like, what if that malfunctions, dude? Right. You just slide down and you're just like, okay, now I'm dead. I will tell you what they did in Batwoman, the new show, the new Berlanti show, is really cool. Um, I, I would say that's what they do. So, yeah, the way you get it, you never actually see Wayne Manor. Fuck you. Um, but you do. <laughs> you were doing so great. You said it so many times perfectly throughout this I know. episode. I know. Um, but then, <clears throat> but so she acts as the, the bat cave from Wayne Enterprises. Mm-hmm. And in in Bruce's office, there's this like pyramid shaped like display case where Martha's pearls are hanging. Okay. And when you twist that like counterclockwise, it opens a door that leads to the Batcave. So the Batcave is actually like next to or beneath Wayne Enterprises in this world. Fair enough. That's cool. Yeah, it's. I think it's a cool little like nod to all the other stuff without like digging deep. I think it is absolutely stupid of Batman that he has a the bat symbol on his little CD player thing. Well, I. What's more annoying is you can't scratch a CD like it's your fucking Run DMC. Like it, I know. <laughs> or or you know, DJ Jazzy Jeff or whatever. Yes, my references are way old. I get that. Fuck you. But... <laughs> right there. Yeah, yeah that's I've, not... There's so many issues with that one shot. The bat symbol and the hour, hour, hour. But, like, that either means Bruce Wayne was like, I'm going to make a CD player. But I'm gonna put my total fucking logo right. That'd be like if you and I made a CD, CD player and put Potaskew on it. Well, I, I would make a CD player and put Potaskew on it, so I can't. <clears throat> but that's you and I. We are egos. We are egomaniacs. This is Batman. He's like, I'm gonna save the city. I'm gonna save the planet. I'm gonna fucking go up against the Joker. But also, I'm gonna make a fucking thing. Put my logo on it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's one thing if he's doing the Batmobile. He needs everyone to know this is my fucking car. The wheels have the bat symbol. You know this is me. Yeah. This is his private fucking bat cave in his private fucking room where only he and Alfred are aware. Of who he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it's Alfred. Alfred made the fucking thing. He's just like, I just want to put, I just love the bat symbol. I want to put the bat symbol on everything. Well, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, you go back to Batman 66 and the bat cave there was... I mean, even the phone had fucking wings on it. That's true. So. But that's when they were like, we are, we are being campy as fuck. Oh, I mean, well, This sure. was dark yeah. gothic, but like, this was just one step away from the bat credit card. You know what I mean? Yeah, which shows up in the next one, I believe. No, that's uh, in Batman that's- Robin. Yeah. Don't leave home without it. So are the penguins just like just chilling? Yeah. Like he no I made a pun. Oh. But, but also the fact that like he took his whole circus upstairs for the most part. There's no one else in this room, right? No. Nope. Oh no. They are. All here. So <sighs> he just 
ran back to the sewer. So all those like they all just said, "Oh shit!" Penguin fucking like got ousted during a speech. We should all like leave and go to the sewer. That's pretty. They just kind of yeah. Yes. Firstborn sons of Gotham City, just like I was. Oh. So, because all these parents fucked at a certain time and had these kids, they deserve to die? Yes, apparently. I never really got his motive. Um, just, just stop. Well, just it's like you said, if he had just gotten laid a couple times, I don't think he'd be this angry. Do you think he ejaculates that weird green black bile? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because, like, it's just coming only, out of his Only mouth. you would ask that question. Uh, do you think the, the do you think the Joker has green pubic hair? No. Which means his dick is that pale, that white. There's no pink, there's no tan, it's just pure white, green pubes. Okay. But you're, starting to come, sound, you're starting to when, sound amazingly a lot like Brody. When he comes, a little flag that says bang comes out of his dick. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brody. Why? So this is a Shrek gala club thing. Correct. Got it. Because I was like, why is the cat here? It's a Shrek event, yeah. <coughs> a Shrek event? Hey, oh, donkey! Really? Really? That was some deep, like, <laughs> yawn. <laughs> but it's all, yeah, well, there's a lot of yawn for me in this movie, honestly. Yeah. It's really starting to dip now. It, it gets really convoluted. But just the fact that, like, walking when it's just like, yawn, and then walks away. <laughs> yeah. You know what's you know what amazes me is that everyone's in weird costumes, yet no one decides, you know what, I'm gonna be Batman for this costume. Like that'd be really cool. Right. <clears throat> that should have been a thing in the Batman movies where he walks by and there's like a kid dressed as Batman and he's just like uh And I don't well, I know- mean the fucking like because I'm not wearing hockey pads thing. Right. Well, I mean didn't they do that in Spider-Verse? Yeah, and yeah. they also did that like with the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where right. like Andrew Garfield Spider-Man sees a kid. That's what I'm saying. It's like Batman's one of the most popular fucking. To be fair, they did it with um, uh, Iron Man I- as well. Yeah, because yeah. that was that was uh, Peter Parker. Iron Man was Peter Parker. No, 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 no. In Iron Man Two, the kid who was Pete, who was the little ass Iron Man, that's Peter Parker. What? Yeah. 
When that when did that get established? Uh, after after um, Civil War came out, and then they made Homecoming. Tom Holland asked Kevin Feige, he's like, hey, that remember that kid who was like the Iron Man kid, Iron Man 2? Can that be Peter Parker? Because it's set in New York. Like, it would make sense if this kid would be there. And Kevin Feige's like, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah, but so when did they ever establish that? Like, did they ever, like, on screen establish that? But it makes more sense because then it's like, oh, well, maybe that's how... I mean, obviously, Tony Stark is Tony Stark, but maybe that's how he was like, oh, wait a minute. That kid that I saved, like, also was that spider dude? I guess, but you never see his face. The kid's face. So how would Tony know that is what I'm saying. Because Tony Stark is Tony Stark. Okay. Anyway, back to to another billionaire with a whole bunch of tech. <clears throat> I'd like to imagine that Tony Stark in all of his suits is recording everything that's happening in front of him. So but you don't see the kid's back. face, though. So doesn't matter. He could fucking find shit and track him and whatever. It, look, dude, it's already been established. Right, like this is important because this is what I figure out. They know each other because of the mistletoe line. Important shit. Oh god, we have to start fighting. This I actually like, though, because it does stick with the dynamic between the characters of Batman and Catwoman that has been throughout the years of, like, this this conflicted, like, are we supposed to be enemies? Are we, can we be lovers? You know? Uh, you're, you're right. It's a really, for a movie called Batman Returns, that's a really poignant, deep scene. Yeah. Like, they're not wearing their masks, poignancy, and then they're also like, are are we how do, how do are we supposed to break up? Like how do we do this? Right, right. Also, that explosion was fucking huge. Like those were dudes literally flying up in the well, air. Well, like, and that, I and I, I talked heard- about that during the debate, if you recall. Like I thought that was a little excessive. Yeah, I I remember. Also, how does he do this? Do what? Raise the thing. From underneath this building. Well, remember he had that one that raised up before. We saw it earlier. I know. Like, does that mean that just he the, can perfectly find buildings where he can under in the sewer where he can raise this giant? Well, he, bl- he blew the floor up, and if this is on the ground floor of the Shrek building, then maybe that's how you know. I don't mean to make this political, but, like, am I the only one who's seeing, like, some Trump in the Shrek thing? Like, you know what I mean? I, I see it as a mixture between the two characters. Which characters? If you took Shrek and maxed him, mixed him with the Penguin, you get Donald Trump. Well, I mean, that's true. But I was just talking about Shrek by himself. You know, also like his son, and you know, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, Christopher Walken as Donald Trump would be a pretty interesting biopic. I could see it. 
Voice is weird, but... Yeah, the voice would be wrong. Arctic world. How do I lure them in? Okay. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, but like that works for children. What are you going to do with like grown ass men? I think it's more to be a metaphor than an actual. Yeah. I was looking up. I actually was looking up an actor. I'm sorry, buddy. I was looking up because Chip, Max's son. Yeah. Looks a lot like that other guy who plays Julian from The Mask, the main villain in that Jim Carrey Mask movie. It's not him, I just looked, but yeah. What? Is um Dorian. Oh, Dorian, I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still, it's not him. The guy who plays him is the guy who plays uh, Zed. In Pulp Fiction. Yes. Yes. But it also kind of looks like that guy that plays Chip Shrek. A little bit. There's a resemblance (laughs) enough that it made me look it up. That guy was like in everything (laughs) in circa 94. Like seriously. Mask, Pulp Fiction, and The Usual Suspects. I didn't see The Usual Suspects, but yeah. Suspects is great. So where are all the children? The close-up on his tongue was kind of unnecessary. Yeah, that's that's uh that's a bit of a Tim Burton look right there. Oh, totally. Totally. What a, I love that he's getting like a George S. Patton speech. To penguins. To penguins. These are either some intelligent as fuck penguins <laughs> or he just loves an audience. So, say, all right, kill everybody. So, Dorian. From the mask, his name is Peter Gray Green. Sorry, Peter Green. And, yeah, yeah, and he has been acting, but it's he hasn't been anything too prominent. Yeah, he was in that bounty hunter movie with um, is that Jennifer Anderson? No, yeah, Jennifer Anderson and Gerard Butler. He's in that. Oh, okay, that's a quasi bigger title I didn't see that one I didn't see it either but at least it's a movie I'm aware of a lot of this other yeah. stuff I've never even heard of oh I just noticed uh, Davino like did uh, the uh, the jump and then click your heels together in the air thing yeah 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 jump skip thing alright now this is a thing that comes up that Kevin has talked about numerous times that I have to agree Okay. It's pretty funny. Batman is is driving whatever the fuck this vehicle is. 
And like at one point he sees like a penguin with a rocket. And he kind of looks in the rearview mirror like, what the fuck? Like, this is my life. I literally just saw a penguin with a rocket on its back. Like, whoa. It'll come up. I'll try and bring it up. Yeah, real quick, while we're waiting for that, though, just to finish up Peter Green real quick, he's actually uncredited for the usual suspects, according to IMDb. He has a very brief role. And he's in Training Day uncredited as well. Oh, fuck, that's right, he is in Training Day. He gets, yeah. All right, here we go. I think it's coming up. Just pay attention to... He's also in War of the Worlds, just to finish that thought. All right, pay attention to uh, yep. Keaton's eyes. Watching. He's going to look in the rearview mirror, right? I think that was it. He's just kind of like, holy shit, what the fuck? This is one of the rare times where you see, like, Batman reacting and being like, not like, I'm awesome. He's just kind of like, oh, shit, this is, this is a lot. This is one of the, the first times I remember... Just to, because if you remember, they had a big ad campaign with McDonald's. Well, you may yeah. not remember, but because I don't think you were alive yet. But yeah, um, I was. I was one, but I was alive. That's true. Yeah, you're right. But there was a big, there was a big ad campaign with McDonald's when this came out, mm-hmm. and this is the first time I remember McDonald's changing their cups. Like you know, when you go and you just like if nothing's going on, it's just it's got the McDonald's logo on or whatever. And then sometimes yeah. they'll put, like, football players or, like, at least out here, they'll put, like, Philadelphia Eagles on during Eagle during football season. You'll have players on the cup and stuff. Sure. And they had Batman characters on the cups. Like, you would maybe get a, maybe a Catwoman or a Batwoman or a Batwoman, Batman or Penguin or whatever. Yeah. You know, and I think they even changed the lids and made the lids black. Like, I don't remember about that for sure but the cops for sure well if you remember i mean you would probably remember more than me but like this had a whole controversial thing with mcdonald's because the movie was super dark especially for a time. the movie was super dark yeah violent and super sexual for like a weird kids movie yeah 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 and so like they actually had like to recall like all the toys for the Happy Meals they were going to do, and they had to like do different shit. Now that I don't remember, but I would have only twelve at the time, so I probably that probably went like over my head at the time, you know. Yeah, I do remember one of the toys though was that that bullet shaped Batmobile. That I remember. Bullet shaped the, the, like when he when he hits it and the, the, like the parts split off so he can go down oh, that right. alley. Yeah, like what he's doing now is is that base, but like with no, that's weird. not that base. This is a this is this is the bad boat. This is nothing to do with the car. What we're looking at right now is a bad boat or like bad sub, but this is not the Batmobile. New. I thought it was the 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 middle part of the Batmobile. But he like attached like weird new mm, tires think, and wheels to it. No, I think it's I think it's I guess a really separate. Got a good look at it. Let's, let's see what the fuck this thing is. But well, anyway, while we're waiting, like you ever play with those toys where it has like, it's like that long core rip core type thing with the teeth, and you'd stick it through, and then you'd pull it, and a car would shoot off. Mm, no, 
Oh, yeah, it must be a, a thing from my childhood. They used to have these toys that would they would have this long, like, yeah, that's definitely not the, the Batmobile. I haven't seen the actual... No, it's because well, it's got the fin. The it had the fin on the back. Hang on, we're about to get a proper look of it. Or maybe not. There you go. No, that's shaped differently. That's that's built. Okay. It's similar, but it's built as the boat. Yeah. Fair enough. Anyway, so you'd get these long rope cords, like these long plastic cords, and it would be like, and you would feed it through like this this gearbox on the toy, and when you when you would pull it out real fast, like like starting like a lawnmower, like a pull lawnmower, and then put the car uh-huh. down, it would shoot across the floor. Okay. It was like winding it up essentially, and they had one of that bullet Batmobile where you would do that. You would feed the thing through and then pull it out, and it would, you know, race across the floor. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember cool. from the toys. That no, I don't want to bring up because you were talking about the toys. That's <laughs> one of the toys that was in the Happy Meal. No, maybe it's the revamped ones that you're talking about. I don't know what the original ones were, but I remember that toy from the Happy Meals. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, no worries. I just you're just like yeah, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> no, I just I I have to know what you're. I, I it'd be better if I saw what you're talking about. I'll see if I can find one when we're done before we stop. Because <laughs> if I try to look it up now and show it to you, I'm gonna block the movie. So... Right. No, no, no. We'll do it afterwards. You... I love. What is penguins. see? That's another thing. What was the purpose of putting a targeting device on the penguins' heads? Like, like the thing that dropped down over its eyes. Like, did they pull the trigger? Like, really? I, I don't know, dude. Do you seeing my problems with this movie now? Right? Like, yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't hold up. No, not at all. There, I, I, I think I'm a bigger Tim Burton fan than you. I think it depends on what, but yeah. Okay, I forgot the amount of explosions, but I would still argue that Batman Forever and Batman Robin have more explosions. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Although, to be fair, there's infinitely more explosions in the Nolanverse and the Snyderverse, so... But they're not as grandiose. There might be more of them, but I don't feel like they're as grandiose. I disagree. I think they're pretty... I did like this whole out. Like, the look she's got. Where she's just falling apart. She's like, I've got a couple lives left, motherfucker, and I'm taking you down with me. A very big ball of string. At least they cut How holes you... in where the ears went so she could hear. True. God, Max is stupid. How the fuck is he not figuring out that this is a... Se- like, you see a chunk of her face. Like, Yeah. She kind of looks like Margot Robbie. Right there? Yeah, absolutely. I agree. 
Margot Robbie could, like, if they did a reboot of this, she could totally play this role. Margot Robbie could play Catwoman? I think so. Yeah. I think this version of it, yeah. I mean, it would be a little weird to have her, you know, double dipping in the the villain side of the DC universe, but... Maybe that's what they do. Maybe they just turn Harley Quinn into Catwoman. Well, they've taken Stranger Stranger moves, so... Well, it's going to be Zoe Kravitz, actually. No, I know. I think she's going to do a fine job, personally. I think she'll be fine, but... You know, I gotta gotta say, like, we're watching this, weirdly enough, when, like... Right when the new suit has been revealed. I was waiting to see if we were going to talk about that on this one or in a, another proper episode. But yeah, I we were talking about that oh, last night. Wait a minute. Did you just notice that, like, look, every time Batman walks around, like, obviously we can't rewind it, but he's, he, he puts, like, black marker shit yes. around his eyes, right? Yes. He didn't have it just now, and it looks super fucking weird. That's probably because he was going to be. They, he knew he was going to be. You know, from a movie making perspective, they knew they were going to rip but off I, the. But that's. I kind of wish they had done that. Just like have him have some raccoon fucking eyes. Well, no. Yes, I agree with you there. But what I find fucking weird, and I've seen this before. They've done this on like Arrow because when Arrow wears his mask, he puts green around his eyes, right? Yeah. Like to match that. And I've seen. In multiple movies, where they take off the mask and the and the the makeup just disappears, like it's part of the mask. Yeah, I didn't like that. I, I, but I just but for a split second, you see his flesh. You know, yes. Under no, no, the I, 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 yeah. I said it just looks weird. I get what you're but saying. Back to the Pattinson thing. Speaking of weird things with the suit, there's parts I like. Like I do like the fact that the that symbol is made allegedly made from the gun that killed his parents. Oh, I didn't see that. I didn't hear that. I don't like the bat symbol on a whole because it doesn't have the ears. It's just, it's just wings. But if you look closely enough, it looks like, like parts of a gun that he welded into the suit. That's cool. That's a Batman thing. That's a Bruce Wayne thing. Right. But when I first had a reaction, when I looked at it, I was like, I'm not wearing hockey pads. I'm like, you motherfucker, you are 100% wearing hockey pads. <laughs> I don't know. It's a year one type of thing, so I'll give it. I still think the best Batman suit was uh, Ben Affleck's and Batman v Superman, personally. For a year one, you mean? No. I'm just saying the best Batman suit for, like, on, on, in, on movies, live action movies. Was Ben Affleck's uh, cloth muscle suit from Batman v Superman? Visually speaking, I agree with you, but from a practicality perspective, I thought Christian Bale's was the best because it actually works as a functioning piece of armor to protect him while sure. he's out doing I would, it. I would yeah. agree with that, but like for this new Battenson bat suit. Oh God! I mean, I didn't come up with that, but no, I'm sure you didn't. Yeah. Uh, Battenson uh, bat suit looks like a Dark Knight bat suit, but like really early. Like it looks like he made it, and not fucking Lucius Fox. Yeah, the only thing that I heard when I was discussing this wait, with somebody wait, else. Wait, wait, wait! Oh my god! Fried Max. That is absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um. The only thing that I, I 
I was the people I was talking to didn't like was that the the helmet or the the cow, if you will, it seems to bulge out out of the top where the ears are. Like it's not straight down; it's mm-hmm. kind of a bulge, and they didn't quite get that part. It looks like the Daredevil costume, love it, but but black and the ears slightly extended. I don't like the ears. I don't like the. Ears and that's what their problem was. Up. Yeah, but here's here, and this is what I said to them when I was discussing it: was we don't know if that's because, like in Iron Man one, there's three versions of the Iron Man suit before he ends up in the final version. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what well, if this this is his Mark One, maybe. Right, that's all. But I've also read this is also set during a year two era. For so maybe that was the beginning of the first suit, like the like the because the scene that we've seen photos of is like him on a bat copter, or I'm sorry, a bat cycle. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. A bat Wait, we need to we need to address the penguins actually walking the penguin into the water. Well, they're sort of guiding, yeah, they're like rubbing up against him and guiding him. It, those are not the real, those are not real penguins. There are real penguins throughout this whole fucking yes. movie that were heavily trained and like yes. got like crazy perks. There's also, and there's also little people in costumes and that's what that was because they've talked that about that. The, yeah. Well, like real, the penguins got like some serious star treatment, dude, for this movie. Yeah, well... Kind of needed it. I had such a innocent view of this movie when I was little because when I watched this, I I felt like the penguin was misunderstood. I, I actually felt really sorry for him, and then I watched it and actually understood what the fuck was going on. My like, oh no, I was wrong. He's a real dick. Totally. I never felt sympathy like you're talking about, but I I definitely, when I watched this to do the great Christmas debate, when I rewatched it, I definitely saw the Penguin differently than I did. Because I hadn't seen this movie, when we did that debate, I hadn't seen this movie in years. Years, you know? So... Yeah. Now, do you think that's Selena's cat... Like, specifically? Yeah. Okay. Dino just curled up right in front. He's like, he's literally watching the movie. That's funny. It's like, oh, kitty. It's his kind he's of movie. Furry. Are you saying my cat has awful taste? Well, yes, <laughs> but I was talking about the fact that the, the cat. No, I know. I was just, because you're like, I fucking hate this movie. I don't hate it. Hate's a strong word, but it's... I don't hold the reverence for it that a lot of people I know do. I, I, I gotta say, man, I... It, my <laughs> my love for this film has dipped a little bit. Thank you. You're welcome. Mission but, accomplished. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm i glad that we did it. We're, oh, yeah. Definitely need to do it. So Look, Merry Christmas, Alfred. Merry Christmas, Mr. Wayne. Like, that... that boom. Christmas. No, there's Christmas references in it. I just think if going back to the debate, if we're going to talk about what is the m- most Christmas non-Christmas movie, there's more going on in Die Hard than here. That's all. I, you know, I'll make you a deal. 
no competition, no debate. Next year for Christmas, we will just do Die Hard. I think we have to. Yeah. I think we have to. Yeah. If we're really right. feeling adventurous, we do both the first two, actually. I think you're high as fuck. <laughs> All right. So now we're in the credits. So since we don't anybody need to... knows that the best Die Hard sequel is Die Hard 3. So that's no, that is the best one. No question. But the second one is even more Christmas than the first one. That's all I'm saying. Um, I want to just go back and look at that scene. Should we wait till the credits finish or should we go back? Ooh, later. Okay. Do our due diligence. Yeah, we should stay through the end. We always do. Project consultant Bob Kane. Oh, look at that. See if we can recognize, like, randoms in this. You know what? That's actually one of my favorite things to do in general is to watch older movies. And I use that term very loosely, but, like, early 90s, late 80s, you know, maybe even mid-90s, and see, you know, uh, directors or actors who... What's that? The who's who's before they were famous. Right. Like, for example, I think, and I might be wrong on this because it's been a minute, but I think Jan Devant was the DP on Twister. Hmm. You know, stuff like that. Like, you know, and, you know, whatever. But you get the point I'm Don making. Don Johnson. I don't, think, I don't Don think that's Don, that Don Johnson. No. Garibaldi. No, that's why I don't say Garibaldi. Uh, trying to. Some of these names are. Yeah, I'm looking at them too. There's some weird, interesting names. Interesting names. Not 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 naming any names. Nope. But to be fair, Danny Elfman is a weird name. Elfman. No, look at that though. He's not the conductor or the orchestrator of that music. No, he's just the composer. Yeah, but a lot of times the composers will, like like Michael Cicchino, for example, will generally conduct when he does a soundtrack I don't or know, a score. I don't know if that's a frequent. Well, Stan Winston. we got to give credit to Stan Winston. Um, I don't know. I've always never really saw never really saw the – I always interpret the conductor was a different dude almost every time. In In, like, performance stuff, probably, but I'm not – I think See, John, it, William, John Williams just does everything, so that's that's the staple, right? But like Michael Giacchino does it too. I know that for a fact. Yeah, you know, I think I've heard that Danny Elfman has actually lost a lot of his hearing, so maybe that's why he does. Yeah, but do this it. is fucking almost twenty years ago. It was eighteen years ago. Fair enough. You know, so maybe that's how it is now, and no argument with you. But I mean, unless it's unless he's. And I'm and I mean this as complimentary as I can say it, but if unless he's got like a Beethoven thing going on where he's you know that it's been going on for years, then he did a lot of live performances for Oingo Boingo. Okay. Um, I gotta say I don't fucking recognize anybody. So no, not in it. Well, usually when you get this deep in, 
with all respect to the people who all hold these positions. Don Baker. You recognize Don Baker. Is it is it that Don Baker? Don't know, but I know the name Don Baker. Okay. <laughs> anyway, my I my think... point was that generally when you get this deep into with all respect to the people who work in these sections of the movie, you don't tend to be names you recognize. Unless, you know. These are going to be names that I'll recognize. Well, because it's a cast, motherfucker. Right. Uh... Yeah. Doug Jones. I don't know who that is. Doug Jones is the skinny dude from... He played... The model for Silver Surfer in the Fantastic Four movie that okay with yeah album. yeah so he's a well known uh, mime that does a lot of contortion like he does a lot of Guillermo del Toro shit. Uh, sorry, I was looking at the penguins because I wanted to see if um, Kenny Baker was one of them. Kenny Baker or Vern Schroyer, maybe. I think this was before Vern, so I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I don't know how early Vern was doing shit. Well, all right, guys, that's it. That's uh, that's the end of the credits. So I want to go back to that scene really quick. Where is it? You can see my screen here, Rico. So help me out here. What are what, what are we trying to find again? Whether or not the penguins actually wearing a suit in that in that cemetery scene. Here we are. Okay. You just really want to fucking... Because I'm right. For those paying attention, and if you want to stay with us, go back to 40 minutes, 50 seconds. Look. He's got the shirt, the tie, but those are the fucking long johns underneath. I thought it was just a suit. His dad's name was Tucker? Yeah. Oh, God. Should have been Tugger. Tugger? Yeah. It was Paul Rubens. Tugging his peewee? Exactly. (laughs) Oh, dear. But anyway, yeah, look. See, look, that's that's not a suit. He's wearing the long johns with some boots. Is he wearing a vest? No. That's the fucking long johns. That's the thing he just got buried in, for lack of a better phrase. Same outfit, except he's got the fur coat and the top hat over it. That's it. All right. All right. All right. So he's just a really fat, ugly Hugh Hefner. <laughs> just in his bathroom. Yeah, basically. And on that note, Thank you, everybody, for watching Batman Returns with us. There, we've paid off our our debt, if you will. Yes, we, we no longer owe you shit for Christmas. <laughs> it only took us, what, fucking three months to deliver? Yeah. Uh, 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 no more stocking stuffers, please. No more stocking stuffers. So, thank you, for everybody, for listening with us. We we I know it's not our most entertaining of the commentaries we've done, I'm sure, but you know, hopefully you still enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time and hopefully it linked up for you. Cause that's always my biggest fear is that it won't, it won't line up. So hopefully it did. Hopefully you enjoyed it. And, uh, 
we'll get you guys on the next episode. Hey! Today a podcast is cute! We're gonna be talking about nerdy things! <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons! Dragons! And Dungeons! And Ladies in the Dungeons! And the last Star Wars movies and Dragons!